Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2 This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Who was the first president of the United States? Ask any school child and they will readily tell you George Washington. And of course, they would be wrong. Or at least technically. Washington was not inaugurated until April 30th 1789. And yet, the United States continually had functioning governments from as early as September the 5th, 1774, and operated as a confederated nation beginning on July the 4th, 1776. During that nearly 15-year-long interval, Congress first the Continental Congress and then later the Confederation Congress, was always moderated by a duly elected president. As the chief executive officer of the government of the United States, the president was recognized as the head of state. Washington was thus the 15th, and his administration was the 17th in a long line of distinguished presidents and administrations. He just happened to be the first under the current Constitution. Those earlier but now almost forgotten presidents included Peyton Randolph, John J. Henry Lawrence, Richard Henry Lee, and John Hancock. The last of the luminaries to serve as president under the Articles of Confederation was Cyrus Griffin. He was born in 1748 into one of the most prominent of the original Farnham Parish land-grant families on the rural outskirts of Richmond, Virginia. His father was a retired colonial British colonel, and his two older brothers were members of the elite colonial gentry, active in local civic affairs. Educated at home, first by his parents and later by a series of renowned classical tutors, Griffin would cross the Atlantic to finish his education at the University of Edinburgh. Afterwards, like so many of the best minds of his day, he trained in London's inner temple to practice law. (coughs) Afterward, Like so many of the best minds of his day, he trained in London's inner temple to practice law. He was admitted to the Virginia Bar in 1774 and opened a private legal office in Lancaster County. In short order, thanks to a series of high-profile court cases, he was counted among colonial America's most persuasive legal theorists. He was first elected to represent Lancaster County in the Virginia House of Burgesses and following the Declaration of Independence to the Virginia House of Delegates. Simultaneously, one of his brothers served as a representative for Williamsburg and the other brother served for York County. 
1774, he was elected as a delegate to the First Continental Congress, and then in 1776 to the Second, voting with the majority for severing ties with Britain. Afterward, beginning in 1778, his fellow legislators elected him to serve several successive terms in the new Confederation government. He was a protege and partner of George Washington, having worked with him on several speculative land deals in the West. Alongside his thriving law practice, he and Washington would both build the wealth and the wide-ranging connections that would serve them well in wielding substantial social, cultural, and political influence for the rest of their parallel careers. Nevertheless, like so many other Virginians, Griffin was an early proponent of anti-federalism. His first reaction to Washington's proposed centralized federal system, as imagined in the new Constitution, was forthright opposition. His hesitation was that the suggested centralized authority might cause the federal government to grow ever larger, ever more powerful, and ever more intrusive in the lives of ordinary Americans. He feared the possibility of a creeping and untamable behemoth. He believed that government was a necessary evil, thus the smaller it is, the less powerful it can be, the better all men are apt to be. Nevertheless, he was finally reassured by Washington that the restrictions imposed by the new Bill of Rights, the amendments added to the Constitution, along with other constitutional provisions, would never allow the national bureaucracy to grow beyond the bounds of the absolutely essential maintenance of order. That encouragement and the all-too-evident weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation would eventually allay his concerns. He was convinced to become a supporter of the Constitution during the ratification debates, albeit a very reluctant supporter. It was just prior to his term in the office of the Confederation Presidency, the last before the new National Compact went into effect, that ratification was formalized and finalized. As a result, he served as a kind of caretaker's role as the nation's chief executive until George Washington's inauguration on April the 30th, 1789. Griffin was thus notable in the annals of American freedom in that he was the only chief executive officer in the nation to oversee the peaceful transition from one governmental system to another. In recognition of both his tireless service and his legal acumen, he was nominated by President Washington to serve as the first United States District Judge in Virginia and later as the United States Commissioner to the Creek Nation. In 1790, Washington nominated him again, this time to the Court of Appeals, 
It was unanimously approved in a single day of deliberation by the United States Senate. He would later serve in that capacity for the next two decades. A lifelong faithful Anglican, Griffin served as a vestryman at the Bellwether Bruton Parish Church in Williamsburg for more than 40 years before his sudden illness and death in 1810. Alongside several members of Washington's family circle, including Cynthia Tucker Washington and Daniel Park Custis, he was buried in the Bruton Churchyard. Cyrus Griffin was mourned by the nation that he had so long served, and his funeral was a stirring tribute to both the man and his resolute commitment to resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net or go to adoringgod.org.